Welcome, Pathfinders, back to the Find the Path podcast's actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Book two, Empty Graves by Miss Crystal Frazier. Yep. So far, the graves have been very empty. The graves have yeah. been super empty. You haven't gotten actually back over to the graves yet, but yes, they've been super empty. Grasmus Temple's going to be real busy. Yep, there's going to be lots of digging new graves, mm-hmm. filling up old ones. When last we left our party, our heroes had finished their investigation of the warehouse where the bodies were stored. The assorted bodies that had gotten up from their storage marched their way over to the Candy Jackal and it attempted to kill everyone. Like you do if you're undead. Then met with Kwasin, the psychopomp. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yep, who had informed you in no uncertain terms that uh, she was a friend of Tetmanib and that Tetmanib had sadly been kidnapped by the Silver Chain when he had gone to confront them before the cop holes had rolled over the city. Tetmanib had had a brief jolting experience from that much as Onuris did, and in the meantime had been taken by the Silver Chain. And upon speaking with a dead member of their organization who had been torn apart by zombies, you determined that the Silver Chain had escaped and made their way to the Bright River Brickworks, located in the crappiest portion of Wati. Mm-hmm. Upon arriving, you had confronted two quote-unquote guardsmen who were not, in fact, guardsmen, but appeared to have been lookouts for the Silver Chain. Surprising no one. They had played up believing that you were just making your way around and investigating for things, and you had played up believing that they were guardsmen, and then eventually you'd found the world's worst hidden secret door. (laughs) You had confronted them, or confronted the one of them that you still saw. You lost track of the other one. Before deciding to, uh, yeah, throw down fighting against them, I believe we can just start this episode by rolling into initiative. All right, so, Segura. Six. No, we're in a city. Yes, this is still Eight. urban. <laughs> Eight for our ranger. I rolled bad. Jordan, what do we get? Sudi's got a four. Sudi's going with a four. All right, apparently this, uh, despite being a horrible attempt at impersonating guardsmen, was still a surprise to everyone. Yeah. Citra. Uh, I got a 19 for Citra. There we go. <laughs> Citra coming in with a 19 on Eurus. 11. An 11 for on yours. And on hurt? Uh, 19. A 19 for on hurt. Does Citra have the higher initiative? or? 4 for on hurt. Same. Roll off. Let's go ahead and roll off. off. We'll do a roll off. Are we adding our thing yes. to Add your bonuses. 15. 11. So Citra will go first there. Let's get a die bounce for these uh, silver chain goons. Goons or ruffians. I don't get to use those terminologies. I was going to say, that's some new vocabulary we're throwing around now. Goons. Silver chain smugglers. Mm. All right. Got everyone's initiative going on here, although you are unaware of one of the silver chain members, which means that he will get attacked in his own surprise attack round. How many were Um, there total? There were two that you saw. You don't know if there are any more. You missed the ten in the rafters. <laughs> there are no rafters. <laughs> not with that attitude. There's not One of them kicks open the quote-unquote <laughs> secret door and eight people pile out like a clown car. Uh, <laughs> no. So, surprise attack round. The silver chain thug that was hiding goes first. Party finds themselves in a burned-out building. Seven kilns still stand, despite the wreckage to the rest of the structure, and the party was, at that point, crowded around a single door located in the furthest eastern wall. Now standing in the center of the room is one of their opponents who was slipping off towards the shadows before said confrontation. The second one, he steps out from where he was hiding between two burnt-out kilns, uh, taking a five-foot step out, hefting up his hand crossbow, and will fire it at his closest target, which is going to be our Suli Ranger. Ooh, that might do it. Uh, we're looking at a 19 flat-footed. That is... Oh, well, yeah, definitely. So the bolt sells through the air, striking you for... Ooh, a d4. Plus sneak attack. Boo! Boo! Well, only one point of damage from the bolt by itself, but then an additional eight points of sneak attack damage Ooh. as the bolt slams into you for wow. nine hit points. Gonna have to repay that in kind. Striking you in your thigh as your leg would slip as you start to tumble sideways before grabbing onto the kill next to you and pushing off. Bring us to the top of the initiative, Citra. That's right. Good distance away from them. Yeah, but I could make it. It's, uh, 10, 20. Yeah, I could make it to the guy who is not hiding. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to go my way up there. Rush 30 feet forward. Yes. And then I am going to attack with my kukri, bracing it against my forearm and slashing across and getting my sneak attack. Sneak attack off. Sneak attack off, yeah. That would be an 18. An 18 as you lash out at the silver chain smuggler. Yes, striking your flat-footed opponent. Okay. 
Max that out. Yeah, I did. Uh, 21 points of damage. <laughs> Shink. And he's dead. Is he dead? Dropping him into the negatives <laughs> yeah! as you bury your blade, dragging him down to the ground. Oh, Citra's going to feel real guilty about this later, probably. Oh, you know, you dropped him in the negatives. You didn't he's kill not him. Dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. Okay, good. From there, there's a falcon screech as Unhurt enters the battle. He's going to five-eye attack that one that popped out of the shadows. So he attacked one of your allies. So He has a 90-foot fly speed. He should easily be able to go over there. 90-foot fly speed. Yeah, Good fly. basically fly there and get back. It's almost, it's almost like, like he's like, a bird. It's almost like he's a falcon and <laughs> can fly real good. <laughs> okay, so he'll use 40 feet of movement, swoop in. He is small size, correct? Yes. Okay, so he'll swoop by. He'll get an attack. He will claw him. No, he'll bite. He'll bite with a 20. A 20 will strike his target as his beak drops down as he whips past. Peck, peck. He does. Basically flying out over on Eurus, drooping or dropping down past Sagira. Two points of damage. Yeah. Clawing viciously at the man. Pecking. Yes, pecking. Sorry. Peck, peck, peck. Pecking he viciously. He also has wing over so he can make a tight turn and come back. Okay. So you want him to return back to next to you? Yep. So yeah, so basically swoops in, uh, swoops over Segura, drops down, bites down at the man, ripping past him, uh, scouring into the top of his scalp as blood pours down the side of his face before doing a tight turn around the kilns and whipping back past. Yeah, with wing over once around, he can make a 180 degree turn as a free action without having to make a skill check. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ridiculously <laughs> agile bird. I mean, I've seen hawks. I've seen falcons do things. Peregrine falcons are the fastest animal in the world. Yep, that's what he is. is that like flying or is that just when they free fall? When they go into their dive bomb, yeah. they actually propel themselves down. I think I remember reading that and was like, wow, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, they, are, they are insanely fast. And they're like faster than a fastball. So at that he yep. dives in, bites the guy, wings over and comes back to where he was. Yes, the man screams in pain. Bringing us back to him, he is going to... Run away. <laughs> run for his life. Yeah, the bird scraped him a bit, but Citra's already moving. He will move action, reload his hand crossbow, standard action, fire it at Segura. I am going to kill this guy. Maybe. Uh, 16, you're flat-footed. No. So this one thunks into your, uh, you wear chain? Chain shirt. Yes. So thunks into your chain shirt with a rattle. Your shirt, fortunately, being able to actually catch it this time. Woohoo. He will then drop the crossbow. Yeah, he'll drop the crossbow and take a five-foot step back, starting to look around for his, uh, his angle of escape. Bring us to Onurus. Mm. Your falcon drops a bit of scalp at your feet. Yeah. Aw, you. Brought you a present. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, I need to get a screech sound effect. You do. <laughs> we should just get all the ones we've made and put them together and no. add a weird effect on top. No, we'll have a real falcon call. I do have a really cool blending effect I could do. Anyway. Real <laughs> falcon call. We're high quality around Go here. Go find a falcon and make it call. Make it, and attack make it scream. <laughs> and then record its attack sounds. Well, even with my new improved movement speed because of my new fancy armor, I can't reach this guy in one move. How bad off is Sekira right now? Mm, would you say you're lightly wounded? I would say... <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 49, I'm at a 34. <laughs> Do you feel like you need a boop, or are you okay? No, nah, I'm fine. Okay. I just love that we have equated booping with healing over the years. Or harming. It just depends. It depends That's, on what it is. Yeah, it's, it's contextual. It's yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's like aloha. It's a double meaning word. <laughs> All right, Onyris is just going to move up next to Sudi and behind Sagira and keep an eye out for any other people who may appear out of the shadows. Draw your weapon as you move? Yes. All right, so you unsling your kopesh. Yes. Feel the fine weight of Akintepi's blade. It's a good blade. From Onyris, we go to Sagira. Sagira runs forward, two-handing her kopesh to murderate this guy. Very well. You can draw your kopesh as you move forward, hefting the blade. I get a... He is not undead. (laughs) I get a 21. A 21, however, will strike your target. And then I do 12 damage. Ouch. With a vicious hit, you would recoil from the blow. I don't think these guys are much of a threat for you. Well, I mean, I was hoping to put him down on the ground like you did, like uh, Citra did, but I don't have sneak attack. Yeah. He's not my favorite enemy. Bringing us to Sudi Kantar. Okay, so Sudi is going to... uh run forward about 25 feet and because he's not trying to be uh, lethal he's going to do like that superhero punch where they do that thing where they jump in the air and then punch them okay <laughs> uh which you never want to actually do if you're actually trying to throw a leave punch leave yourself open 
Well, no, actually, it's you will hit with less force because you don't have your legs pushing you through. But uh, so he jumps up, he does the superhero punch thing. Um, I'm gonna attempt to uh, knock him out with some non-lethal damage. So for those of you who don't know, Jordan actually knows the martial arts. Uh, yeah, I have a black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Um, so you launch yourself to the attack. All right. You get flying kick yet? Uh, no. You got crystal body or whatever. No, yeah, I got the purity of body. Uh, I don't know when I get crystal body. <laughs> crystal. Oh, I do have a flying kick. I'm gonna flying kick him. It's even more dramatic. <laughs> oh my like, god, you're gonna, you're gonna Luke King Yeah, it. like Luke King yeah. all the way across the stage. <laughs> the, bi- the bicycle kick. Yeah. Oh man. That's what happens. Oh, man. Uh, the movie we'll is awesome. That works. Yeah, I was gonna say Mortal Kombat's one of those movies that's terrible and awesome because the, the first one is terrible and awesome. The second one is just terrible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna hit him though. I only get a 14. A 14 will sadly not oh. strike a target. It's a little bit more style and a little less function. Yeah, you just learned it. You're you're working it out. You're working on this flying kick thing. Yeah, well, it was worth a shot. Uh, so Sudi launches himself through the air, bringing us back up to the top of the initiative, Citra. Get over here and stop. All right, I have terrible vision and I can't quite see. Can I get to the flank? I think so. It would be feet? 35 feet to go that way. You'd have to move through his threatened range. Mm-hmm. All acrobatics to do he that. He doesn't then. have a melee weapon out right now. Yeah, he, he does, does not. Oh, oh yeah. well, then no, I'm going to move into the flank. Yeah, no, move action, reload his crossbow. Uh, so. Yeah, so yeah then I am going to move into the flank. Surprise. Flank. But oh. you don't know if he has. He may have an arm strike and try to punch you, but, you know. I'm going to risk that. Please don't kill okay. him. Okay. He can't sneak attack you, so there's that. Yeah. He does not take an attack opportunity. Okay. Then I slash at him with Makukri. Oh, this one may not work, though. I only got a 12. A 12? No. 14. A 14 will not strike the target. <laughs> Sad. He gets to live another day. So you kind of like whip past, ducking past Sudi as he goes flying through the air with his wide kick. The man ducks underneath that, kind of tries lashing out in your direction as you close on him before you spin around, blocking his angle of escape, but sadly not being able to get your blade around in time before he ducks back out of the way. Bring us to unhurt. He will do the same thing he did last turn. Seventeen. It's more of a. I do what I want. A seventeen <laughs> will strike his target. He does four points of damage with his bite. Ow. He viciously gouges in, scouring across the man's scalp. Yum, man flesh. Uh, blood pours down across <laughs> his face as he screams. This time he'll land on one of these falling, what are they, an urn? Kilns? Kilns, Kilns. Kilns. yes. Next, he'll land on the kill next to on yours. That's where they used to bake bricks. I feel like he's about to like take this guy's eye out. <laughs> can they? Does he have the thing where he can like scrabble at their eyes and make them blind? No. Oh, it's actually good. a trick command that you can... Teach oh. them. Basically, they do dirty trick, which will blind their opponent. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. You should take uh, that. Uh, they also have for birds the distract action, mm-hmm. which gives them like a minus two penalty on things. Hmm. They just fly up and beat them in the face with their wings. Hmm. This guy will. He's surrounded. Run. Yeah, he's going to attempt to acrobatics out of this. Stupid re- rogue. He's, he's, he does have three people on him. Well, yeah, the DC is going to be pretty decent. My CMD is twenty-two. I'm also twenty-two. What's your CMD? Uh, 17. Okay, so I think it's highest CMD plus two for each person, so... You know what? That's going to be really high. Yeah, he can't withdraw from there without still provoking on the second move. I mean, he'd, yeah, he'd only provoke one. If that's, he's going to only provoke one attack of opportunity. I highly suggest that you just surrender. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can talk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. He just screams, ah, and then takes off uh, running. He's going to attempt an acrobatics check fast. Oh, goodness. Oh, boy. Play for his life. Surrender, not run. <laughs> you guys look like you're with the guard. You're going to take his hand if he surrenders. <laughs> that, well, we are going to turn him in, so, um, so that. Yeah, he's going to attempt an acrobatics check. going to be plus four, so. Yeah, DC 26, I think. Ooh, he gets pretty good. We're looking at a... Uh, a 24 to beat each of your combat maneuver bonuses plus four. Nope. Nope. Combat maneuver defense plus four. So 20. he beats Citra. He beats, one. Yeah. he beats one. So he does provoke first. It'll be an initiative order. So it'd be Sagira first. Yeah. Um, so as he tries to dart past you. A 23 to hit him. A 23 will strike your target. And then nine points of damage. Yeah, he's, he's down on the ground, gushing blood everywhere as you chop him down as he attempts to flee past... Which figures, because I actually rolled half decent on my die. So, oh. just my luck. Onyris will stabilize both of these people. Do you have the stabilize spell? No, I have my healer's kit. Okay, so you rush over, use your healer's kit. 
Which one are you going for first? Which one looks like they're dying worse? Probably the one that I stabbed. Uh, probably the one we just stabbed for a bunch of damage. Yeah, the the one that Sagira just chopped down. She buried her blade across this man's back. So yeah. there's blood gushing. We'll and then she's like cleaning her sword up with zero intention of helping any of those guys. Just pick uh, up some sand and just rub it across it to try to get a little Yes, Onyris will help him first. Rush over. You can make your heel check. Citral will probably go over to the other guy. And 25. To... 25 on that heel check. Okay. You stabilize that one. Sigura picks up. Wants to, uh, well, I assume she's probably gone over to like staunch the bleeding of the other guy so, while, uh, while waiting on Onyris. It's a heel I check. I, I don't know if it's really a heel check. and More of it's like, what do I do? Well, if oh, you want to check. Yeah. Heel check. Minus two for not having the heel skip. Uh, then I still get an 18. 18, you managed to stop his bleeding as you just kind of go over there and apply pressure and wait for Onuris. Cool. Sagira picks up this hand crossbow and goes, hey, this is pretty cool. Can anybody use this? No. I have a real crossbow. Let me check but this is Citra's like the only one that's proficient with it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Sudi's proficient with it either. So. Nah, I it's, like mine. But it's small and compact if you needed to like. Am I the sneak only one in? who is not trying to kill anybody in this fight? Oh, I yeah, definitely. I didn't to try anyone. to kill him. He's still alive. I'm not a big fan of people who uh, decide to attack me and shoot me twice with hand crossbows. Yes, but murdering people in the streets is still not advised. Uh, so just well, attacked him in the and it's self-defense. And if Tetmanib isn't here and they're both dead, we have no other leads. That's exactly. not true. Speak we with need to have them for information. <laughs> Can't the... I could possibly speak with them, although I'd encourage not actually pushing them past the veil before uh, their allotted time. Which might be now, but it might not be. You know, you run in gangs, you die. It's a thing. Tie. Anything else? Up. You can search their bodies if you so wish. This hand yeah, crossbow is cool. I can't use it. I, you should definitely take it. I don't know. Hand crossbows are worth it. a lot of money, though. You can tie them up if you so wish. Whoever has the highest combat maneuver bonus is technically the best I've at tying things. Eight. I got a nine. Three. Nine has it. I guess yeah. I'll tie them. So Sagira's the best with rope, which makes sense. She's also the ranger. Although I don't... You carry all the rope. I don't know. It's fine. Sudi carries all yeah, the rope. Gonna, I'm, I'm just the pack mule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I tie them. Sudi knows all the complicated knots. All right, we should check that door. Yes. Oh, they not have anything else besides... If you wish to search them, you yeah. can find the like, following. Let's take their weapons Sigura definitely stuff. wants to search them. Oh, they're chains, which are worth an amount. On them, you find. Each of them has a potion. The potion detects as magical, if you detect magic, although you need to identify said potion. 29. With the 29, you'd be able to identify these as two potions of Cure Light Wounds. Sweet. Medkit. In addition to that, they each have a single vial. What do you guys get taking 10 on a price check? I get a 19. 17. 10. 11. Okay. I'll give it to Sagira because you have run into this previously. Each of them is carrying a vial of alchemist fire. Sweet. Ooh. I'm going to okay. keep one of those. Okay. I'm going to write it down. Both of them, I'll give this to on yours for free, are carrying a vial of holy water. Oh, that okay. makes sense. You know, when you start an undead reckoning, you might as well carry some holy water. Is there a holy symbol on the vial? No. Each of the men are wearing fine armor. Your detect magic also detects these their armor as magical. Wow. Nice. Ooh. These guys are well equipped. 15. With a 15. Uh, with a 15, you're not able to determine what magic. Yeah, I didn't think so. Wow. You can attempt it on the other set of armor if you wish. Uh, that's much better with a 26. 26. You'd be able to identify the second set of armor, which seems to be similar to the first, so you're not sure if they're both the same, is a plus one suit of leather armor. Interestingly, both sets of armor are well-made. Each of them appear to be probably some sort of hippopotamus hide, Hmm. finely leathered and tanned. There's an odd design on the back inside of this, part of like the magical runes and stitching that actually enchants the armor, that if you squint and turn your head a little bit, it looks vaguely like like an Osirianic death mask. Well, that's pleasant. I think my shirt's still better than that armor. Anyone get the impression this armor is a little too good for these guys? They just seem like regular thugs, not the kind who would be gifted with magical armor. I don't remember them ever having nice armor like this back and on. These guys might be higher up than others. They're here instead of out in the necropolis. You could all make an appraise check if you wish. Appraise. Nope, that's bad. 14. 5. 25 for Citra. Citra, picking up the armor, probably just inspecting it before beginning to put it away. You can tell that this armor is, other than just being magical and well-made, it's also new. It has that fresh leather smell to it. This hasn't even been broken in yet. Look, you can smell it. (laughs) It smells vaguely of sweat, leather, and blood. 
Gross. Why did you make me smell that? Because <laughs> it smells like new leather. It's not been worn long. Well, this they fit. have that new woman oh. with them. Merit Heteb, is that what her name was? Plus one leather armor equals what armor bonus? Plus one leather armor is a plus three armor bonus. Oh, Maximum better. dexterity allowance of six, I believe. Yeah, my shirt's better. In addition to that, you find two hand crossbows. There oh, are 18 wonderful. bolts remaining. I wish I could use these. These are so sneaky and weird. Yeah, I'll probably take one. Each of them are carrying a punching dagger. Huh. Cool. Like a guitar. Each of these men is carrying a sap. I don't remember a sap actually worth anything. Each man is carrying an antitoxin. Those are helpful. So two antitoxins. Each man is carrying a climber's kit. Cool. Keep those. Well, if we need them, we'll see. They both have a crowbar. Is it a fancy crowbar or just a regular one? Just regular crowbar. It's okay. a masterwork crowbar. It's well, extra I have good a- at breaking into things. I would take it if it was masterwork, because mine's normal. On each of them, you find a masterwork set of thieves' tools, two sunrods apiece, so four sunrods total. You also find two silver chain bracelets. Sweet. They're worth 50 gold apiece. We could all put them on. I think we might get be close to having one for each of us. And between the two of them, 10 gold pieces. Although at this point, we might as well just like... We need to check them. that secret door. Yes, let's hope Tepnib's in here. Is it trapped? I will check. Uh, making your way over towards the door, glancing it over. No, you don't see any sign of a trap. Okay. Is it locked? It is, in fact, locked. I will take 10 for a 24. A 24 does not succeed. Wow. Ooh, it's a good lock. Give you a, more of a chance and break the dang thing down if we have to. Well, that might make a lot of noise. Oh. Well, a 27. 27? Yeah, it would take you about a minute of picking at this. I suppose your compatriots kind of keeping an eye on these two unconscious men watching the surrounding streets. The night has come on, of course, in full. It's actually approaching past midnight now. Oh, yeah. The insects would hum and thrum in the darkness, and every once in a while you'd have to stop to slap a mosquito that would come too near or land and try to climb underneath your armor now that you're in this section of town. So he just bats his away, playing with it. (laughs) Playing with the mayfly. But after a moment or so, about a minute of messing with this, you'd hear an audible click as the tumblers would fall into place and you could retrieve your picks, slide them back away into your, I assume, belt pouch. All right. I guess Sagira's going to step up and open the door. Shoving on the door. It opens easily. And soundlessly. Like the hinges have been recently oiled. I respect their attention to detail and sneakery. And their thievery. Mm. The door opens up into a dark, ramshackle, soot-stained office. The floor here is covered with a fine layer of dirt. Seemingly from excavation as a large portion of the floor of this room has been ripped up and then subsequently constructed into a crude staircase leading down beneath the ground. The air here is surprisingly musty, almost dank, with the smell of water or wet earth coming up from beneath the ground. Just inside of the door are three kegs, which have been stacked forming a simple pyramid. The kegs themselves are relatively small, Hmm. Maybe about a foot and a half in overall size, probably large enough to contain maybe a gallon, possibly two. Well, do you see that, Manu? Uh, no, it's just a room. There's stairs. There's a strange pyramid of barrels randomly here. Of what? Um, I don't know. Then we go down. Yep. I'm going to tap one of the barrels with my sword. Tapping it with your sword? It sounds that it is full of some sort of content. Hmm. Thunking the side of it, though, you can tell that whatever this contains, it isn't liquid. Not liquid. Citra steps into the room, I guess, and she sniffs the barrel. Okay. Smells like wood. Um, Smelling the barrel, I mean, it just smells like wood. You could attempt to crack open the top of it if you wish. You could easily do it with a dagger or potentially one of the crowbars that you have. Why do I suspect that this is probably full of something something that goes boom? That's that's what I thought, too. I don't know. Is it red with a danger symbol on it? This is not Acme. (laughs) (laughs) This is an Uncharted. There aren't just red barrels everywhere for you to shoot and explode. <laughs> yeah. Conveniently placed. I mean, is there uh, like a cork? Uh, no. Top? You got to crack it open with uh, either your dagger or uh, crowbar. Um, I don't know if I want to. What if I... It's going to make a lot of noise. Yeah. That's why I think no, we should... We're in the do slums. Nobody cares. It's, just, it's, okay, not, I've, then it's not that loud. Citra will take her kukri and... Pride open. Go ahead and make me a dexterity check. Um, yeah, I think this goes boom. Dex check for the boom. Nah, I get an 18. 18? Yeah, you would crack this open, finding inside 
surprisingly, sniffing at it, bringing the light over to look at it. It's, uh, what was that stuff we found? Mm-hmm. The perfume? Nard? This keg is filled with a thin, ground, powdery red substance that you could immediately identify as saffron. <gasps> wow. That's so much money. This is an expensive material. This is a 10-pound keg by itself, and there are three of them. <gasps> this is saffron. What's saffron? Sigura's eyes widen and she goes... Well, Sudi would know saffron. Saffron is a spice commonly used throughout a great deal of Osirian. Its bright red shade is also oftentimes used in dyes to oh, make okay. red clothing. Okay, yeah. so it's not like an exotic thing that I'm like, I've never well, heard it, of this. It well, is it is exotic trash. everywhere it's expensive, else. But it's yeah. expensive. We're like, taking this. Well, in, even in Osirian, it's growing saffron and harvesting it and everything. It's still not easy to do in the desert. Mm. This is expensive and widely used. In the real world, I bought a tiny little thing of it, and it cost me like $20 for this yeah. tiny little bag. Yeah. It is the mo- I think it's the most expensive uh, herb by weight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Citrus Appraise Check, you would realize that each one of these kegs are worth 150 gold. Dang. We are definitely going to take right, these on our way out. They are worth from. more than their weight in gold. Do they well, count as an art object? This doesn't uh, go... They count as a trade good, and so they sell for full. Sick. Well, this doesn't go boom, but it does... Go kaching. Yeah, exactly. It does go <laughs> I'm making saffron rice tonight. <laughs> I'm definitely going to give some to Raima so she can make some baller food. You can put it in the pancakes. This is oh, no, incredible. Pancakes. Saffron pancakes. Okay, well, we should hide these in one of the kilns before we go down. What do you also get taking 10 on a perception check? I don't think they'll move this. Uh, is it danger? No. Then I get a 19. Just glancing them over, as I suppose you pick up the, the kegs and glance them over, prying this one open, you would note that there was probably a brand mark on the side of this. It looks like it's been filed away. Oh, stolen. these are like the falling off a wagon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, type it thing. looks like these were stolen from somewhere, although now there's no way for you to determine whom or where this was stolen from oh, or what shipment. So a disappointing. Which that's means they're ours now. Says the lawful good. <laughs> That's why I said it in my voice, not Sudi's voice. <laughs> yes, so we'll just leave them here. I don't imagine anyone's moving them. They... I don't know if you want to lug around 30 pounds of stuff right now. But... Well, we'll, we'll take them on the way out. Well, that's why I said hide them in a kiln. Well, I don't. They're very heavy. I think we should just leave them. We'll hide them behind the secret door. <laughs> that's, that's true too. Yeah, we'll this close the door behind us. That's door. That heavy. Didn't you just say they're ten pounds each? So. Yeah, but to wander around here with. Well, yeah, no, that's why no, we're going to put them in a kiln. I was going to put them in a kiln. Yeah. I think we just close the secret door and continue our way. Yeah, it just wasn't a very secret, secret door. Well, they—they obviously have been here. They're not going anywhere right now. Okay. Well, if we come back and these are gone, we can all blame. Okay, Sakura. fine. It can it be looks, my fault. Yeah. Judging by the smell, it looks like they dug into a cave, um, which makes sense because there's lots of water in this area. So, actually, I'll let anyone who wishes to make me a knowledge local. I'm wondering if this connects to any of the underground thieves tunnels into the necropolis. I get it. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. City has no local, even though he should. Citra gets a 20. On yours? No local? No. I don't know anything about this place. Is it the nobility? No, then I got nothing. Was it in my rich little neighborhood? No, I don't know. On yours is also like, (laughs) Saffron, haven't had that in a while. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to definitely take some for Rahima and we'll sell the rest. Like, I'm not going to take a whole big thing, but like a little thing. Yeah, Citra's going to take some for her parents. Sagira, you would also know, Cave is probably unlikely. But the veins is built on unsteady and often flooded ground. And oftentimes as a building just sinks into the river or into the mud, they just build a new building on top of it. So essentially as buildings sink, they just build on top of them. So there could be an underground city that we're about to go into. Not necessarily a cave. Hmm. I guess we should go though because uh, Tepmanib needs us. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to head down the stars. Making your way over. Go ahead and make me, if you wish, a craft carpentry or wisdom check. Okay, wisdom Craft check. carpentry would really pay off uh, right now for anyone who has it. <laughs> uh, wisdom, I get an 18. Wisdom, I roll terribly, managing to get a 4. Uh, I got an 11 for wisdom. Onuris gets a 22 on his wisdom check. So, Onuris, you could reach out a hand, staying the party before Segura steps on the first steps descending down. You can immediately tell that the wood here is pretty bad. This wood has nothing supporting it underneath it. Mm-hmm. You think it's sturdy enough to probably support all of your weight, even yours, descending down. It is going to make a lot of noise. What if we walk to the edge? What? What material is the wall made of? Can I climb it? The walls here are stone. I'm going to climb the walls. It's good for you, but that doesn't help the rest of us. But when you go downstairs, if you stay to the edges of the stairs, yeah, it's it less will likely. creak less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You have a silent spell? <laughs> no. Sierra wouldn't know that. Mechanically speaking, if you attempt any sort of stealth down these. You get a penalty. Yeah. And you'll probably be heard from further away, even if you're not stealthing. Well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> How far down are the stairs? <laughs> We just jump. Uh, The stairs make their way down at about a 45 degree angle for about 20 feet. Yeah, you're not going to jump that. All right. We tiptoe on the edge of the stairs. Anyone that wishes may make me a stealth check if you want to just try to descend down these quietly. Wow. Do I still have to? I guess I'm still making noise because I'm. You'll 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 make the stealth check, but everyone except for Sudi, who's not on the stairs, since Onyurus noticed this, only takes a minus two penalty. Not the minus five you would have taken otherwise. So you get a minus two because of the stairs themselves, and then your and then whatever you roll okay. minus your armor check penalty. So I get a, a twenty five. Um, thanks to my favorite train. Uh, Sudi gets a nineteen. Sudi got a twelve. Wow. Onuris gets a one. one. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Did you roll in that one? No, I rolled a four, but I have my armor check penalty and then the minus two he, from that. He's just like. Boom, boom, boom. I was gonna say it's like the edges of the stairs. Yeah, stay on the edges, and Onuris is like okay, and then just funk, 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 funk right all the way down. Or he does one of those things where like he misses the step and goes like down like three of them at a time. <laughs> There's also probably him sticking to the edges and then scraping his armor on one side and Damn stepping on the it. other side and then his kopesh is like sliding along and then he's still trying to he's still trying to manage with a shield in his other arm. I got two birds. He's got two birds <laughs> on his shoulder. The birds could fly. Uh, they could, but they didn't. Well, but they would all have to make the fly checks to move at slower than normal speed. I think they're pretty good at flying, I'm just saying. Oh, man. Descending down the steps. <laughs> we tried, guys. We really tried. Sierra was so stealthy. As stealthy as possible. Well, on the plus side, they only think it's on Uranus. They didn't hear the rest of you. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I can get down here before they notice enough to look, and then I can hide before they see you. Woo. Descending down the stairs. The stink of mildew and still incense wafts up at you as you make your way down. The stairs creak ominously beneath, mostly on yours. <laughs> to be fair on yours also still I think even with this lighter mithril armor weighs the most in the party Yeah. Mm-hmm. as you begin to approach the bottom of the stairs you would find you enter into a long chamber almost more of a hallway really mm-hmm. sputtering lanterns provide just enough light to reveal peeling paint on the walls and a floor covered in sand the rickety staircase drops down in kind of the middle of this, although if you look back over your shoulder as you kind of you reach the bottom of the stairs, the stairs are about five feet wide. This hallway is about ten feet. You can look over your the corner to glance under the stairs and back, and it looks like it was probably once a longer hallway that seems to have collapsed over time and is now filled with rubble and ruin. The hallway ahead of you stretches for some distance, you'd say probably about 40, maybe 50 feet. Sturdy wooden doors exit the hall off towards both your east, so the the left side and the west, so your right side. Hmm. The set of doors off towards the right are about halfway down the length of this hallway, and the doors down to the left are all the way down at the end. As you reach the bottom of the steps, you would notice that there are six oil lanterns, which hang from the walls of this hallway, although only three of them are currently lit and provide a decent amount of illumination for this room. Sudi grabs a lantern that's lit. Why don't we just pop one of the sun rods we just found? And don't you have an ever-burning torch in your backpack? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right now I was more lit. thinking for the inevitable swarm that this seems to be signaling for. We could all throw the lanterns at them. I have alchemist fire. I have an alchemist fire. Oh, I guess we all picked up alchemist fires. All right, never On yours bought alchemist fire. My idea, my idea was stupid, and <laughs> yeah. I should feel stupid, and I'm grabbing my ever-burning torch. Well, I, right now we have enough light. You don't even need a torch. Well, and Citra's got her lamp going. But for how long? I don't know. Onyris can cast a light spell if you're that worried about it. I think we're fine for now, weirdo. <laughs> also, I'm the only one that really needs it, right? And everybody else mm. have low light vision? Low light, but not yeah, dark. Yeah, low light. Dark vision. We're going into the underground. I know. I miss having dark vision. All right. Um, I guess we'll go to the, the door on the right. Yeah, we go to the one that's closest, which is mm. the one on the right. We go down the hallway. We're going to cool. stealth. Or attempt to. We're going to try. You guys are real funny. Well, yeah. I would like to at least try to get the advantage on somebody in this place. Maybe we can hear them inter- interrogating him or something. Sigur, did you have profession smuggler? I have profession black marketeer. Go ahead and roll it for me. Yeah. I rolled pretty good. You know what? These dice are great. Um, <laughs> I'm glad somebody got good dice. Nice. Uh, 24. These lanterns immediately strike Sigur as curious. You've run with gangs longer than most of the people here. There are three of them lit. There are three of them lit along the side. 
You don't think it's a trap so much. It's probably a communication. Mm. For instance, you're going to guess if there are three of them right now and you hadn't alerted anyone, three is probably the all clear. Okay. You don't know what additional lanterns lit would mean. You would assume if all six were lit, it would probably be a sign for any other gang members that show up that the place has been compromised and to leave. Hmm. I guess I'm going to be like, don't touch those lanterns. That's some sort of communication. That probably means that everything is fine. So we don't want to remove lanterns. We don't want to light additional lanterns. We don't want to blow lanterns out. Okay. Fair enough. We stuff. You would crunch down into the sand that covers the floor here. The sand is thick, although not damp. That mildewy smell still pervades this place, but the sand seems shockingly fresh. Hmm. Like maybe they put it down over something. To make noise? Or to, or to cover noise. noise. Well, well, or to just make it not gross, like to help dry out the... Uh, That's possible. The I'm going to brush some of the sand aside with my foot. Kicking at the sand and brushing it aside? No. I mean, there's just bare stone underneath about two inches of it. It does make tracks readily apparent. Mm. Mm. Do we but, see? Can you use your tail to brush our tracks away as we walk through here? I, I don't have a prehensile tail, so know. not really... <laughs> I could instead wash, you know, like you do my feet behind us and like, you know, switch it left, left and right. Like you, tail. Do, you don't control your tail? Do cats control their tails? Not really. They're yeah, kind exactly. of automatic. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, see mine is too. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Segura leaves tracks, but um, favorite terrain means you don't leave tracks in your favorite terrain. Oh, that's well, it. That's good for yeah. her, but the rest of us. Not yeah. The rest well, of, like the rest everybody of forgets about it type of things. Favorite yeah. train is awesome. Everyone always yeah. overlooks it. Favorite amazing. train is real good. I, yeah, I <laughs> love it. I loved it. I do want to stealth up to this door and see if we can hear anything. All right. Same. Citra, go ahead and make me a perception roll. I rolled real bad. For traps. <laughs> no. Boy. You get to add to it. You get to add to it, friend. Uh, At that danger sense. Well, I'm looking for traps, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so that'd be traps. Yeah. Uh, 22. 22. You all make your way forward. Oh, no. The sand crunches beneath your feet. You don't notice it until the last second, Citra. Oh. A faint line in the sand. Almost a direct line bisecting the room. As if sand slowly falling down through a straight crack. Sand you only assume covering something. As there would be a loud thunking click and all of you would feel oh, this no. gut rushing sensation as whatever you're standing on hinges and then flips. Oh, this is about to As be click, thunk, there's a sudden trap. I knew the sand was weird. Uh, I will need a reflex save from the party. Jeez. Uh, Segura. 12. Fells. Sudi. 18. Fells. Dang it. 13. Citra. 13. Fells on yours. 20. 20. There's a loud thunk as the floor counterweights trigger and it flips forward, dumping all of you effectively forward as if someone just put a beam across the center, put a trap door on top of it. And then once too much weight gets on the front of it, it just dumps forward before flipping back up. Mm, I was wondering about that sand. Everyone else falls straight on yours. You are launched forward as you gut slam in mid torso into the floor on the opposite side grabbing onto the ledge before feeling the trapdoor slam against your legs wedging open as the rest of the party drops into a free fall I bet it's going to be wet down here slow fall Sudi? no No. not yet no slow fall man I wish I had healed slow fall oh yeah (laughs) also this here we go He's rolling a lot of dice. 13 damage. Yeah, that's not as bad as I thought. Sudi only takes eight landing on Sagira. Can I acrobatics at all? You're a cat. It was not a prepared fall. Sad. And Citra actually only takes five points of damage landing on Sudi. (laughs) (laughs) As you would all fall plunging down a 30-foot deep pit before slamming into the floor below. Oh, but it is floor. It's not water. It is not water or spikes, fortunately. Uh, yeah. As there would be a gust. Both of the birds would fly free of on yours as it starts <laughs> no. and saved themselves. Thanks, friends. Thanks. On yours. On her. And Quasin's like, what? What happened? Oh, God. <laughs> well, are there any uh, exits from this horrible pit? They're also all down there in complete darkness right now. <laughs> Sooty side. Oh, did my lamp go out? Oh, you fell with your lamp. Oh, no. Why did you remind him? Uh, go ahead and make me a reflex save for your lamp. 
my lamp does really well is just what do I get? Like, it's your reflex. Okay. Uh, 23. 23. The uh, okay. It does go out, but it does not shatter or spill oil all over all of you. Dig, ar- dig around nice. in the. We just picked up some stuff. So, Sudi reaches in, gets his ever burning torch out. Oh. On yours. Uh-huh. It's a climb check to pull yourself up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Everybody move out from under the yours. No. Plus, then would like stare down over the side, watching down towards everyone below. And yours gets a 17. 17? Uh, you had managed to pull yourself up. You can kick a foot down to keep the trap door open. Are all of you okay down there? I mean, we're alive. <laughs> we're fine. So throw the rope up to him. You're at the bottom of a 10 foot by 10 foot shaft. shaft. 10 foot by 10 foot shaft dropping down into the ground. Hmm. The floor uh, down here is covered with a thin layer of sand, which seems to have simply fallen down with all of you as you drop down into the pit. Uh, so Sudi, can Sudi climb the walls? Yeah, you can climb the walls without issue. All right. So uh, Sudi will basically like you know start feeding a rope behind him, climb up the top, wedge it open with Onuris, and then you guys can just climb up. You want to go next? Sure. You can drop down a rope. Yeah, we have a rope. Yeah, ascending up. Where are you going to tie this rope off to? Well, I thought Sudi and Onuris were. Oh, I was just going to yeah. brace it. Yeah. Like one of us can hold the like push it open with our foot, and the other person just holds the rope. What are your heavy loads? Uh, my heavy one of you load... is going to be holding open the trap door. The other one needs to. My heavy load is two thirty. On yours, heavy load is one seventy five. It's okay. going to be me. Mm-hmm. So on yours can hold open the trap door, and neither of you, Segura or Citra, weigh more than two hundred and thirty pounds with your gear. Mm, no, maybe. Max no. 200 is okay. that. Yeah, was, that's pushing it. I was going to say, you guys yeah. shouldn't I'm very small. So on yours I'm could, live. On yours could lean down, just kind of kicking his foot out and keeping the trap door open. Sudi, you just kind of throw the rope over the side, plant your feet as best you can, probably wrap the rope thrice around your uh, forearm with one hand and dig your claws into the wall with the other before dropping the rope over the side, bracing yourself before you would feel the tug of heavy weight. They would have to climb up one at a time because you couldn't hold yeah. both of them I'm, on this. I'm sending the lighter person up first. <laughs> That's a nice one. Warm me up a little bit. Spider-Man. Citra, sending up first, if you wanted to, you can make a disabled device check to just hold the trap door open. Okay. Although that would make getting back out of here rather difficult, or you could wait until Sigir gets up and then make a disabled device check to try to lock the trap door in place. That's I'll, up to you. I'll do that. Okay. The second one. Assuming that Sigir and Citra can both take 10 on the climb check and get a 5. Yep. Yes. Then yes, you'd be able to climb. Well, some people in full plate wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I wear light armor. I like mobility. Yeah. yeah. So despite your probably at this point fractured shins and <laughs> you know, Sagira is adding some more fractured ribs to her already. I think you're still recovering from that lung stab you had previously and the recent punching from the mummy. You you don't feel so great. Yeah. If we uh, fractured our shins, we would not be able to walk. Yeah, that can't be possible. So. But if you fracture your we fibula. Bruised. You can actually still walk. I think we bruised our shins. Bruised bones. Regardless, you, you hurt yourselves a great deal. We dislocated our shoulders, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, Sagira mostly hurt herself a great I deal. Hurt. The rest yeah. of you. We all fell I on think, her, so Yeah, I think you landed on we me. We had a soft landing-ish. Sagira feels like crap climbing out of there, but you would all get out of the hole. I'm at half hit points. <laughs> it's time for a boop. As you all climb out, uh, Citra, do you want to try to disable this closed? Yeah. Take 10 for a 26. With a 26, yeah, you could take out about 30 seconds or so, pull this up, find the releasing mechanism before latching it into place. Mm. Sigura gets 13 hit points back. Yeah, on yours is out of channels, isn't he? Mm -hmm. That's where I was before I fell down the hole. This would have been a great time for a channel. Well, you know. Zombies. (laughs) It happens. It's been a long day. It hasn't been that long of a day. It's been a long night. Uh, The door? (laughs) I want to listen to the door. Now that I know that they know we're coming, by the way, because we probably did, we're not like just like falling silently to yeah. our deaths. We're just like, Aah! and there's I'm, a bird screech. And... I'm gonna listen at the door. All right. So at the first door that you come to on your right, yeah, the right yes. side door. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. I listen real good. I get a <laughs> 29, 31. With a 31, you listen at the door, and you don't hear anyone. Hmm. Or really much of anything. Except there's an odd sound. You can you can only really describe it as almost the sound of like a, a bowl, a ceramic bowl scraping across a wooden table. Like the sound of ceramic on something for a moment. Hmm. 
and then nothing. It doesn't sound close. It actually sounds surprisingly far away. You rolled ridiculously well. Yeah. So you get the feeling that that's, there's probably a large room on the other side of this door. Then open, I don't hear anything. There was like a ball scrape. Then open the door. Is it trapped? Oh my gosh. That's worth asking. <laughs> I just fell down a hole. I don't know. <laughs> what, what'd you roll? No, you're, you're confident that there's no trap. Citra, always good with f- combat, always terrible at finding traps. I know. <laughs> I... You need to pick yeah, up yeah, some I... skill focus perception or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sagira's. What is uh, Citra's wisdom? <laughs> One. Yeah, that's probably a little bit of a part of it. Sagira's going to open the door. All right. <laughs> Weapon uh, back in her hand. I imagine we picked those up before we climbed. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine you started falling and then probably on instinct tried to throw your weapons wide so you just didn't land on them. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, I'm so going to... So you reach the bottom and there's just this clink, clink, clink of all these weapons falling. I'm going to open this door, expecting some sort of ceramic thing, like a golem. A ceramic, <laughs> ceramic golem. golem would not be very effective. I don't know. If every time you hit it, it cracked and it hurt you, maybe, like punching glass. The door here, uh, who's holding the sunrod out of curiosity? Probably me, because I can use my other hand to punch people. Right. On yours, did you cast... Have you cast light? Nobody's asked me to, so no. Okay. Yeah, we have a good deal of light right we now. We didn't even do the sunrise. He got his ever-burning torch out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, yeah. So, Same difference, whatever. You have your sun... Or you have your ever-burning torch in hand. Uh, Citra, you could relight your lantern if you wanted to. Yeah, probably. I imagine all the lanterns are still lit. <laughs> or the three... Um, the three the that are up here. Cool. You can light a few more if you want to. No. Okay. The door here opens up into a massive chamber. From where you stand to the opposite side, you'd probably say it's a better part of 50 feet across and maybe 50 or 60 or possibly even 70 feet from side to side. And you seem to be coming in close to about the about the middle of the wall. Yeah. Uh, it stretches away. Well, actually, it only stretches away about 20 feet to your left and about 40 feet to your right. So a little off center. Six pillars hold up the ceiling of this room. Cracked ceramic tiles cover the walls and the columns of this expansive chamber. In the center of the room, iron posts connected by chains delineate several smaller subsections of the room, each crowded with boxes, crates, urns, sarcophagi, and other assorted stolen grave goods. Oh, gosh. So much money. The stink of soot. And the leathery smell of death, of ancient death, hang thick in the air. Lining the surrounding walls are numerous furnaces that pipe up into the ceiling, probably the base of the heat for the kilns that once are that stand upstairs. There is so much money in here. So much stolen money. This Mm. is all pilfered goods. Well, yeah, somebody's going to, you know, sell them back to the people they belong to. Do we see anybody out in the room or anything? You don't see anyone in the room. You don't actually see any exits from the room, but this room is so large and there's so much in here that it's... We need to do a quick search of this room. It would be easy for anyone to hide. Paying attention to something moving, because there's definitely something moved in here. I heard a ceramic-y... Ceramic on wood, kind of a sliding sound. Hmm. So something, it could be a rat. Maybe it's like those uh, those little soldiers we fought in Akintepe's tomb. It's like ceramic versions of those. Oh. It's all constructs. Those are fun. <laughs> I guess we'll take a quick uh, perusal. Times. Beginning to make your way forward, navigating your way between the boxes and such. All of you go ahead and make me a perception roll. Finally. Uh, Sigur gets an 18. Uh, Sudi gets a 28. Danger. <laughs> Let's go ahead and say yes. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Okay, twenty-eight. On your a sixteen. You navigate the room slowly. At points, you're forced to march in single file as you make your way between the crates. Many of these crates don't contain much of any actual what you'd consider to be any actual value. Effectively, the weight to value ratio of them is so small. Mm. As you make your way through, you find that. While much of this seems to have been stolen from the City of the Dead, some of this probably was stolen from the City of the Living as well. The Silver Chain are opportunistic as well. 
and would steal from anyone that's, that's viable, although they mostly steal from the dead. Although the recently deceased in the City of Living would probably be viable uh, targets as well. Hmm. The Shaver holds what you'd consider to be practical contraband. Books, of which would probably interest some of you. Furniture. Various curios and good luck charms. Textiles. Toys. Wines. Old vases, as well as just standard supplies and items. Effectively, whatever they could get their hands on. You don't see anything that is blatantly valuable. That would probably be kept in a place more secure than this. Mm. Although as you search around, you would notice some obvious valuables. You would also notice some things of interest. There are the chains here, which section off things. These chains also being designed and set to effectively allow, when this place was being operated, individuals to be chained along their links. Mm. effectively to form gangs to scoop up probably coal to keep the kilns heated upstairs by feeding the furnaces down here. Lines of slaves that would have been kept in place and feeding set fires. Mm-hmm. Looking about, though, with your perception checks, you could find the following. There are 12 ancient bottles of honeyed wine. Oh, nice. How much are those worth? What do you get taking 10 on a price check? A 19. 19? Yeah. They're worth 25 gold pieces each. Mm. In addition, any of those of you wish may make me a knowledge religion check. 12. On uh, yours. 17 for Sudi. On yours because it's 29. Sudi would be the first to notice this, probably because it would immediately draw his attention because it's an odd sphinx-like statue Ooh. Um, that you kind of pick up. It doesn't appear to be fully a sphinx, in large part because it's almost like a sphinx centaur cat thing hybrid as on would glance it over you would recognize this statue as the auroric flame mother it is a representation of the elemental lord yamari oh me as a player knows that what that is you also may make me a uh, a praise or profession curator uh i get a 29 on the curator you've only seen pictures of this this item, from what you understand, was once owned by the pharaohs during the Second Age, but has been lost for millennia. Wow. Please um, give that to me. It is worth about 750 gold, <laughs> despite the fact that it's just a small handheld statue. We very carefully wrap all these things as we put them into our bag. Okay, are you wanting that? No, just Onyris doesn't want... <laughs> just, okay, I was like, are yeah. you like, adding a collection Please of, don't of fall obscure... down a pit and land on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just wrap it very carefully. <laughs> yeah. We just wrap it in this other expensive shroud. Uh, anyone that wishes to make a knowledge nobility may. Uh, ba-ba. 16. No, wait. 22. I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> On yours, you would find something of great interest, of particular interest to you. There's a tome here called the Three Rivers Codex. The Three Rivers region commonly being the area that Wati resides in, where the Crook and the Asp River converge and form the Sphinx. This codec is a genealogy of Wati's founding families, another tome that has been lost for ages. You didn't believe that there were any copies left in existence, one that potentially could include your own family. The book by itself, though, because of its ancient age and usefulness, is worth 950 gold pieces. Man. We are looting the be- We are Jesus stealing from place. the stealers. I suppose you make sure that on yours doesn't yeah. shove this away anywhere. It's like, <laughs> ah, I'm going to be holding on to this for a while. Yes. Lastly, anyone that wishes to may make me a knowledge engineering. Nope. nope. That's Sudi's time to shine. 21. Finally, a decent roll from Sudi. <laughs> I, I can do non-combat, all right. <laughs> combat where I'm just terrible. With that, you would recognize, going through here, you just kind of look at a couple of items, look at a couple of items. You'd pass by some furniture before Sudi, you pause. There's an old broken water clock here. Water clocks themselves are actually pretty valuable, although this one is broken. You would notice that this is made of fine cypress wood. Stepping up, you see that its face is denoted with various symbols of the old gods, denoting these different hours. And as you look closely, 
you can see that this old water clock has a maker's mark belonging to Pharaon. Pharaon being a legendary ancient Osiriani engineer, architect, developer of clockwork devices and assorted mechanics. This probably is as old as the city of the Wati, as Pharaon was active during the time of Tejerdet. What? How much is it worth? In its broken condition, it is worth 1,200 gold pieces to a collector. Dang, although it's a water clock, so it's... It's like, really heavy. Yeah, it's, like, it's going to be super heavy to get out of here. We're going to come back and we're going we're gonna to take the stuff. What? This plays into history, my history, love of history and engineering. This is a good day for Sudi. But how did all of this end up here? And why is is it not guarded? This is where they're keeping their things to be smuggled until they can smuggle. And they may not know how much much of it is worth. Depends, yeah. Although, they probably have some reckoning. They wouldn't keep a broken clock if they didn't think it was worth anything. But this is too easy. There's no guards. This, well, there were guards, but also this probably isn't even the best stuff they have. Mm, Maybe. All of you would note, particularly Onuris and Sudi, so here you would note that the wine bottles are, they're just, they're valuable as being wine. Everything else, even, you know, Sagira walking by, you would have probably looked over a lot of this stuff robbing a place. That statue, it yeah, doesn't really look that special to you. It's just another old book as far as you're concerned. You don't realize its value and this water clock just looks broken and you don't know who this Baron guy is. Yeah. All of this is stuff that to a common thief would seem like junk to an antiquitarian or historian. They don't know how much most of this is worth. Mm -hmm. But they knew it was worth enough to take it. Or it was mixed in with other things that they took, and this is the junk. You do pass, for every one item that you find, you pass 20 items that it's just, it's like, and here's a broken old toy that I stole from somewhere. It's, Mm. they seem to have taken literally everything, including the kitchen sink in some sections. So so they're going for quantity over quality, and they'll sort it later. This is literally, this is what they think is junk. Mm-hmm. They probably have quotas to meet, so I guess that is why. They must it think is. it's junk because it's not guarded. Otherwise, this stuff would be guarded. Mm-hmm. Is there any other exit from here or secret doors? or? As you make your way through the room, you'd notice that there are two exits from this room. Okay. One off towards your left on the southern wall and one ahead of you on what would be the western wall. As you make your way through, you pass by what appears to be just an area where they've tossed assorted clothing that they've stolen, boots, various clothing items. Quasim would let out a squeak, and as you turn and glance down, you would notice the same thing. Tetmanib's Frasman robes. Oh, jeez. She would hop down, no, 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 beginning to, like, dig through them as if somehow expecting to find him buried underneath the pile of clothing. They probably just stripped him. He's, he's, he has to be here. He has to be. Yeah. I don't send some passing. He has to be here. I don't see his holy symbol. They probably would have kept it under guard. It might be made of something more valuable than these. I mean, we'll take his clothes to give yeah. to him. Yeah, I was going to say, we collect the clothes, put them in a pack. Um, it, it, was, it was silver. They may have taken it because it was valuable. Yes, they probably okay. have kept it wherever they keep their fancier stuff. But that means he's here. And there's, we're on the right track. There's no blood. That's a good thing. Well, yes. these would be useful if you were trying to infiltrate. They're probably more valuable than if they were bloody. Yeah, you do see another three guards uniforms. Yeah. Much like the ones you saw upstairs, as so. well as various other... Uh, uh, none of it's nice enough to be really valuable. Honestly, Tetmanibs is probably the most valuable clothing out of this, being cleric specimens. Yeah. But, you know, what better way to wander around in the necropolis than dra- dress as a Phrasman priest? Mm-hmm. So, which door do we go through? Mm, I don't know. I'm going to go Oof. listen at the Four, closest one. You decide. Do we hear someone? Sudi and Citra... You'd hear a scrape for a moment. Oh, it's a scrape. A noise again, somewhat like ceramic. And smell something horrid. Uh-oh. Yeah. Undead time. This, this stench of old, dried herbs. And this thick, vinegary smell. I don't want to fight another mummy. I was about to say, if it's another mummy, we're all dead. Mixed with that is something pungent. Not quite like rot but eye-watering. Your compatriots would seem to notice this at the same point as all of you kind of sniff and glance about, but it would only be Sudi and Citra which would see the slow roll of what appears to be a single canoptic jar. It's rolling? 
it would seem to roll on its side, scraping for a second. Before oozing out of the front of this would be a heart. Oh. Attached to various other viscera that seems to have somehow compacted itself in. This collection of cast-off organs would squeeze against itself, writhing into a line that seems to hover up in the air like the bobbing head of a snake before this rolling mass would begin to make its way forward as a horrible undead monstrosity slurps and slides through its own preservative fluids towards you. I don't think that's supposed to happen. And we'll pick it up here next time. Can we come on watch religion check? I don't want to live next in time. fear. <laughs> <laughs> live in fear. That is nasty. That's gross. I've got oh a picture. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like wearing those lungs like a hat.